Podcast is a podcast based on the Come Follow Me program set up by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We used to have an intro for this podcast, and now I'm just going to talk random stuff because, you know, we've been, it's been so long. It's been so long. Um, uh, no, no, no. I, I, I got this. I got, you got this. I believe um, this is meant to to supplement your come follow me study it's not meant to replace it um we are a teen and a young adult giving our opinions and well not our opinions necessarily but our thoughts on the come follow me program as aforementioned set up by the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints um thank you for being here um we don't as much give thoughts on the come follow me program though as much as just Talk about how certain issues brought up in Come Follow Me are relevant. How we feel it's relevant in our day-to-day lives in our current cultures and stuff. That's a good way of putting it. Yes, but it has been forever, and I'm sorry. I mean, I think it's only actually been a week, but... I think it's been three, but... Three? Yeah, maybe, actually. It's Um, been too long, and that's on me, honestly. I've been moving. It's not completely your fault. Hadley hasn't been able to find a replacement of for me yeah i've been kind of busy too so um but thank you for sticking with us if you have you know our seven subscribers but um maybe this is a great new fresh start maybe that's right that's right i might i tried saying true and right at the same time and it did not go very well but you are correct um, so let's just get into this. I didn't have that much time to look over the material, but I did look over it. So I vaguely know what we're supposed to be talking about. Anders, can you? Oh, I had the. What? Sorry, can you see my face? Yeah. Okay, well, because, like, the past couple of times we've done this, you can't see me. Yeah, no, I can see you just fine. Okay, sorry. Say what you're gonna say. It's much better this way. I was just gonna ask. I was just wanting to ask a question to start things off. Um, I was wondering in the last couple weeks if you have had anything that's really stood out to you, either in Come Follow Me or in other settings, that it has been on your mind recently in term in terms of gospel-related topics. Um, not necessarily. I feel like. Um, I'm really bad at reading the Come Follow Me. This kind of holds me accountable to it. This podcast does. It gives me, like, a chance to be like, oh, I need to do that and then, like, actually do it. But, um, yeah, I just think, I don't know. I didn't have anything, really. I mean, did you? Yeah, I mean, there's a thing that was kind of that's kind of been on my mind the last week or two. Um, there, um, I've been in the process of moving cross country to an undisclosed location, um, and one of the things that I've kind of found recently really interesting is I found myself as I moved out here a lot less bold with the gospel than I probably should be. Um, there have been I feel like 
multiple chances where I've had where I could either bring up the mission or the temple. I was talking to a guy yesterday, and they were looking. Um, I'll give an example for a funny story. Um, there, I, I was at this new job that I started, and I was talking to some people about where I was going to live, and where I'm going to live is like five minutes away from the temple. And it was really funny because I didn't really say that because I wasn't expecting to know anything about the temple. But they were just kind of like looking it up on Google Maps because they were curious or whatever. And they were like looking, they're like, oh, it's over by that Disneyland castle thing. <laughs> and it was, it was so funny. I was just sitting there and I just had to laugh to myself. And I was like, that like, temple Disneyland castle thing. And like, I didn't say anything to it. I didn't respond to it, but I totally should have. But then like, oh yeah, that's the temple for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And then they like ask questions about it. It's like, well, like I've been inside before, or, or I don't know. It's like, yeah, like that's a huge part of my my faith, you know. Um, but because I didn't do that, like I was telling my wife about the story, and she's like, well, did you tell him what it was? I was like, well, no. <laughs> and like, so and recently, just in church and come follow me and other things, I've gotten that kind of prompting that I need to be a lot better about that. I need to be a lot more um, courageous and bold about that. And I and I was trying to think of why I'm not so bold and courageous, and I don't know if it's just like, like I'm moving to a new place, I'm meeting all these new people, and so I'm kind of like don't know what the temperature on like religious topics are, or I don't know if like moving from Utah made me like kind of whimper in terms of like sharing the gospel. I don't know. I, I don't necessarily want to put put the blame on, on my uh, home culture here, but that that's something that's that's been on my mind a lot recently. Yeah, I guess if you put it that way, kind of what I've been thinking about a lot lately is um just being more understanding of other people because I have a lot of things I get um annoyed easily a lot of the time and i have a lot of things with people i'm around a lot like friends and stuff like that that just like are hard for me to like um like i just don't understand why they do certain things that they do and i've been trying really hard to like um like i do this thing where i like kind of make it like a game and i like brainstorm i'm like how many possible reasons can I think of for this mannerism? I think of it. <laughs> and it's helpful because it makes me think, like, like, this makes sense why, like, this would be a thing. Like, why they might, like, my, um, I'm not going to give a real example, but, for example, if someone were to, like, I don't know, if someone, like, um, braids their hair when they're bored and it annoyed me, which it doesn't, but just giving you something. Um, right. And I'm like, why would they, like, and it annoyed me for whatever reason, and I was like, why would they have to do that? Then I'd, like, re think through all the things, like, maybe they have ADHD and they're trying to do something with their hands. Maybe 
Like, maybe it's just a habit they've gotten into. Maybe they really like seeing their hair braided, but are too lazy to do it on a regular basis, so they just braid their hair whenever they're bored. Maybe, like, all this stuff, right? Like, you just go through. And I think um, I'm getting better at it, and I have a lot to improve on, but I that has been something I've been thinking about, like, trying to improve a lot this week. No, I like that, and I'm right there with you, sis. There, there are some things that we'll do where I'm just like, why on earth? Like, why? how did you come to the conclusion that this was the right choice? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm totally with you, and that's, that's something really hard to overcome, so that's great. Um, if we want to use that to segue into the lesson, there's a part about grace. Yeah, let's talk about it. What part, are you, what part are you referring to? I'm referring to whatever part of the lesson talks about grace. Let me find it real quick. I just read over the lesson. I didn't really okay. have time to... I didn't really have time to, like, actually uh, read all of it. Because it's kind of a... It's like one through six, and they're all, like, 20 to 30 verses, which isn't that much, but it's also kind of a lot. Also... Clarification uh-huh. real quick. So very sorry about the light. And because I, I have a different background, I'm in a different room right now, and there's a window in front of me, and the light's shining into my glasses and reflecting off of it, and you can't see my eyes, and I know, and I know it's bad, and I'm sorry. There's just not much I can do about it right now because that room is currently unavailable. So, just my quick. It's totally okay. Clarification for the audience watching video podcast. Um. Okay, so in the lesson, it just talks about um the difference between earning God's grace, which is impossible, and um receiving it, which we need, which is necessary. Um, is what it talks about in the lesson. And I just thought it was interesting way of looking at it of receiving versus earning. I think there's actually receiving versus, okay, receiving versus earning is very interesting way of thinking about anything to me because I think that could actually be applied for a lot of different things. For example, like kindness, a lot of people like there are people who think, like, they don't deserve people being nice to them sometimes, or people are in a rough place, or have done some things that they're not proud of. People are like, I don't, I didn't deserve this. And I think that, too, can be a matter of earning versus receiving, because it doesn't matter if you've earned kindness kind of vibe it's receiving it that matters and so i think that can sorry my thoughts are scattered everywhere so i think that was um fluid enough to understand but um i think there's something to be said in that in the real world how people can well not that um the bible isn't the real world i guess it sounded wrong um but just for sake of like 
today's world, and obviously we still do receive God's grace at this time. You get what I mean, hopefully. Um, there are other areas it can apply to besides just God's grace, but God's grace is important to receive rather than trying to earn it our entire lives. Yes, so to kind of build off of what you're saying here, um, in Romans chapter 3, verse 12, there is this verse that says, and um, I have to find it. In Romans chapter 3, verse 12, it says, They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. And this is something also brought up by King Benjamin um, and his and um, during his during his big speech in the Book of Mormon in Mosiah chapter 2 literally verses after saying when you are in the service of your fellow beings you are in the service of your God um, King Benjamin says the following he says I say unto you that if you should serve him who has created you and is preserving you from day to day by lending you breath that ye may live and move and do according to your own will and even supporting you from one moment to another, I say if ye should serve him with all your whole souls, yet ye would be unprofitable servants. And so um, what this is really just saying about unprofitable servants, which is so important, is that um, is that like Listen, we could try to earn grace. We could try to earn perfection or um, we could try to earn salvation or exaltation. But we're never going to be able to make up for our debts. And so that's why there's the verse in, in Come Follow Me that references the second Nephi is, um, is that salvation is given by grace after all we can do is that we want to put our best foot forward, showing our dedication to the Lord, showing our willingness to keep our covenants, um, but we aren't necessarily going to be able to um, to make up everything for it. Um, something I feel like I should bring up, there's, okay, I'm on the internet all the time. A good majority of my day is spent on YouTube, on Instagram, on something like that. And I see a lot of stuff. <laughs> Just a lot of stuff. But I saw this interview someone did once. I saw an interview this Twitch streamer did once. And they used to be a member of the church. And they said something along the lines of, um, one of the reasons they left the church was because you, you're never good enough. And I feel like something that kind of scares me is that a lot of people feel that way. I feel like sometimes we put emphasis, well, okay, from what I've seen, I feel like sometimes we put em emphasis on the you're never going to be good enough part and not on the that's okay part, if that makes sense. Like... I feel like there's... No, 100%. This, this is a big, real problem. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of focus on, like, you have to do all these things, and it must be this way, and 
again, I will, I will bring it up again and again and again, and I will say this a million times until I convince everyone. The way the For the Strength of Youth book is now is so much better for our society to understand than it used to be. For this reason. Because it's less of a, you have to do this and this and this and this. And it's more of a, this is what we believe. You get to decide how you use that. You can pray about it and do what you feel is right for you. And it doesn't matter. Like, you should pray about it. Yes, you should pray about it. And it's not like, it's not there to be like, you can do whatever you want now. But it's also not being like, you have to be this picture perfect person for God to love you. That's not what it is. And I feel like that isn't emphasized in the right way anymore. And I feel like a lot of people feel that pressure. And I hate that. And it makes me so sad. And I want... I have a strong desire to make sure everyone knows that that is not what it means. That is not what those verses are saying. It's not, you can never be good enough, no matter how hard you try. So you either need to burn yourself out trying too hard or stop trying. That is not what it is. And I I just wanted to emphasize that. And I think, I, I think... This, this is 100% true, and this is actually something that I was thinking about earlier. If you go further down on Romans chapter 3, the most well-known verse in Romans chapter 3, um, at least the one that I know the most, um, that's the most quoted in terms of, like, preach my gospel materials and other materials, verse 23, which is, um, for all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. <laughs> and so it kind of... Um, it's kind of, it's, it's a verse that's very much, uh, very similar to Matthew 548 or where, where it's saying, be therefore perfect. Like it's, it's, it's kind of there. It's kind of like the anti, the antithesis of that where you're saying like, yeah, like be therefore perfect, but all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. However, let me, there's, there's a huge, however, there's a huge semicolon, however, comma, further going point in this. And this is the thing that we don't ever talk about. I've never heard anyone bring this up at any church meeting where this verse has come up. I mean, we do talk about this topic, but whenever we talk about this verse, we don't ever talk about verse 24. So verse 23 says, for all sin and come short of the glory of God. What does verse 24 say? Verse 24 says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And so that completely changes the entire complexion of the entire chapter. Um, like, because it goes from, listen, we've all come short, and it's like, yeah, we all suck. But it goes, listen, we all have our shortcomings. But through Jesus Christ, through his atonement, we can receive grace, his goodwill, to help us make weak things become strong, like Moroni was talking about. or um, or to eventually to become perfect millions of years down the road, um, or even become just a little bit more perfect every single day. Yeah, 
I think that's very important. Sorry, I was just thinking I had um a seminary class once where we looked at suicide rates for Utah compared to the rest of the world. And gosh darn it are they pretty high. And I like I think this just needs to be emphasized over and over again until everyone is tired of hearing of how loved they are and how worthy they are. And I think it goes to um, also the talks that I forget the exact name of it, but it's like worthiness is not flawlessness. Yeah, from Brad Wilcox. Yeah. Yeah, that's a popular one. But even like, and I, I feel like part of this problem, though, is the, the way we're framing these things. I mean, back in the 19th century, like, super common is to be like, listen, you do this, you're going to hell. There's, there's no, there's no white and black around. Like, well, no, it is only white and black. There's no gray around this. Um, and I, I think that that has led a lot of religious speech to continue along that line even until today. But I think the way that we've all developed emotionally over the last couple decades, over the last couple generations, that sort of talk just isn't as it's talking more with fear than with love, frankly. And it's not allowing us to kind of develop spiritually that the way that we're looking for. And so like, I think that we need, and when we do talk about like issues like worthiness, um, or, um, or keeping the commandments even, um, you should keep the commandments as perfectly as you're, you're physically able to. But I think that we do need to talk about it from a frame of not condoning and saying, like, it's okay, you don't keep all the commandments all the time, just be better next time. But we should look at it from more of a less of a, like, eternal banishment perspective. I think you got it from like uh like um get, just give it a more positive light honestly yeah so it's not an all or nothing situation it's not like uh if you drink coffee or you're dead it's nothing you can do about it kind of vibe like i think yeah and i mean I mean, even if you if you break one of the commandments, be like, listen, like, yeah, that was that was a mess up. Like, yeah. you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. But guess what? There's this wonderful thing called repentance. You're on the right road. It's gonna be hard to do, but you're gonna get better. That's like saying, imagine, like, this is how I imagine it. Um, it's imagine you are like doing something, I don't know, you're, like, skiing or something, and you, like, break your leg, and you go to the hospital, and they're, like, oh, yeah, your leg's gone now, we have to take it off, because you broke it, and you're, like, what? <laughs> and they're, like, you broke your leg, it's off, like, you can't use your leg anymore. No, they're not, they're not gonna do that, unless you can't pay for it, I'm kidding. They're not gonna do that. What they're going to do is, like, it's not like, they're, but the other thing they're not going to do is going to be like, okay, 
and just you're just going to keep living your life. Those things. What's going to happen is they're going to say, okay, this is what we need to do to make this better. You're recognizing it, you're understanding it, and like you said, the road to recovery is hard and it's long, and that's okay. But it's not, oh, you broke your leg, you need to get it amputated now. I think this is one of my better analogies. Yeah, I'm not sure and I thought of this. Anyway, well, well, that's where like the parable of the slope comes in. It's not about where you started or where you currently are, it's about where you're going. Are you going on that right path? Then you are doing great things. If you are just as good as, like, uh, I'll I'll be bold and say it. Like, if you are going in the right direction and you're doing all the right things, but you have a long road to get to that point where you feel like you be, you're just as good as one of the apostles or members of the Quorum of the Seventy. Like. Like, because, and the reason for that is, is that you are living the gospel by exercising faith unto repentance, right? It's not that, um, it's not a, like, it's about where you're going. Um, Elder Holland has the quote that I really like, where he says, come as you are. However, our loving Heavenly Father will then tell us, don't plan to stay as you are. I agree. So that was all my points yeah. on that. Well, it it went directly into my point. The thing I really wanted to share was about uh, Romans three twenty three and twenty four. Um, like it is like so helpful to read those verses in context. Something I've never seen before, uh, and just like. I love, I love the way that verse 24 is because it brings us back to Christ. There's it kind of gives us our own miniature um, of the younger experience. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, is there anything else, else that you want to talk about? We, I mean, we've got, let's see. See what we got here. We've got living by faith. Got my actions to reflect and increase my conversion. Through Jesus Christ, they can be forgiven of my sins. Through Jesus Christ invites me um, to walk in the newness of life, which kind of follows what we were just talking about. And that's through, and that actually probably should be a point that we should emphasize as well just very briefly here is we've talked about like, yeah, it's all about where you're going. Um, we can earn Christ's grace, but how does that work? It's through the making and keeping of covenants. Yeah. Baptism is the first step. Sacraments a great next step. Now after we get to the Holy Ghost, of course, eventually the temple and then the sacrament again, and then the sacrament every Sunday. Um, something interesting I keep thinking about is the fact that if you look at Come Follow Me, if you, like, just scroll through all the lessons, you're going to find it at, you're going to find twice a month at the least, there will be a section on 
trials and tribulations and how to overcome them. And, um, this is, that's very interesting to me. And I understand why it's because, like, everyone experiences that, obviously, and it's very important, and it, like, there's, it needs to get across to everyone, and that the Lord is standing by your side throughout all of that, but I don't know, I just keep thinking about it, and it's interesting that some of them talk about, like, the different ways all the scriptures approach it, like, most books in the Bible, and the Book of Mormon, and D&C, and Pearl of Great Price, you're gonna find something about that, which is why it's in every other lesson, which is fine, there's nothing wrong with that, but it is interesting to see the ways it is approached, and I don't know how else to, um, illustrate that, but that was a thought I had. Yeah, I mean, we live in very trying times. What I really like about what it does this this week is it says, and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. That's Romans 5, 5. Um, that's one of the nice things is even if we're talking about trials and tribulations or we're going through a lot of trials and tribulations, um, which a lot of people are all the time constantly. I know that that's something that I face on a regular basis, but like we can, we always have hope that we can look up to and be proud of in a way. Like we could say like, and I guess be proud of when I say be proud of, I just mean be optimistic. And that's just because we love God. We trust in him and that we trust that at the end of the day, it's going to be awesome. And I think hope is such an important thing. It makes me think of hope every single time. Every single time I hear the word hope, all I can think of is Pandora's box, which if anyone listening doesn't know the story of Pandora's box, the brief summary is this girl Pandora was given a box and told not to open it. And then she did. And when she opened it, every dark, horrible, terrible thing came out. And at the bottom was hope. And ev- like like I said, every time I hear hope, that's what I think of. And I think it's such an interesting um, illustration of hope. But yeah, I think hope is something to... Um, I think hope is a wonderful thing. And it's something to be proud of. Because it's like... I think... Yeah, if you ever want to read about... You go. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, if you ever want to read about hope in the scriptures, I go to Ether 12.4 and Moroni 7.41, if you're not already familiar with those scriptures. But I I think hope, just like other things that we've talked about today, is not talked about enough in the gospel because it's adjoined with faith. It's kind of desire to believe, but also it's it's that it's that optimism that we just don't see all the time in faith discussions. Yeah, I agree. Sweet. Well, I think that is a good 
a good discussion for this week. It yeah. gets back onto it. Yeah, I think so too. Sweet. Sweet. Okay. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Hopeless Iron Podcast. Yes, see you. Um, if you have questions, comments, um, experiences, thoughts, anything like that, our email will be. In the description, you can email us and let us know your thoughts. You can say if um, you'd like them to be shared on the podcast or not. And, yeah. So, thanks for listening. Goodbye.